Hi, everybody. I am Peter Travers, and this is Popcorn, where we talk about what's popping in the culture. Is it edible? It's edible. <laughs> it really is. Look, at she's trouble already. She doesn't even let me do my intro. <laughs> wow. Anyway, as you can see, my guest today is Marie Osmond. She's so cute. Who does everything. I can't even say it. I mean, singer, actress, author, um, philanthropist. You're so sweet. No, you do everything there is, and Aww. now you've decided that that's not enough, <laughs> and that you will go on to the talk as a permanent co-host I of am, that show, yeah. which is what, five days a week? It is. Yeah, so, I mean, what? What? <laughs> what? What makes you? What? What makes you want to work? What is it that drives you? I want to get to the bottom of this. The bottom of what it? What drives Maria? Osmond? You know, honestly, I never thought I would be working my entire life. Um, and yet you, you I, have. I have not ever taken a year off. It's a, it's insane. I started at three on the Andy Williams show, mm -hmm. and uh, you know did the Donnie Marie shows, and I recorded I recorded on my own Paper Roses and had hits with Donnie, and then we did the Donnie Marie show. But and it just it's kind of uh, yes, well, yeah. I'll save that for later. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, I think I think there were a lot of of uh, things that went into play. Um, I was I was planning on being retired in my twenties and being married and having family and well you um, did all that well yeah but I mean I, we lost everything financially so I spent quite a few years my dad would never let us take out bankruptcy uh, there were some people that some of my family members got involved and uh, they took advantage and uh, we were on a world tour and so the whole point is. Um, it seems like God never wanted me to stop. <laughs> and then work became my safe place. And I was the only provider in my, in my last marriage. So, you know, when you have seven children, eight children, um, yeah, it, it is what it is, you know? <laughs> they need shoes. Yeah, they do. They need college they do. education. Yes. And the world is so expensive. And so I just started to work. And I think the thing that I'd like, I was talking to Olivia about it just the other day. We were like, there's just a few of us females who have been able to transition. And honestly, I just feel like it's God being good because I know so many talented people and I've just been blessed. Honestly, I really feel like I'm a, I'm a very blessed person. And you, I don't know, there's something about you that's as close to sunshine as we can get <laughs> on this. Is that I don't good? know whether it's a good thing. It's awfully hot there. <laughs> It is, but I can tell it's your natural timidity that must make so difficult for you to talk to people. I used to be a very shy person. Really? See, I that I can't you. really buy. No, seriously, I would hide behind my mom, and life just kind of puts you out there, and uh, I think through all of those insecurities, and um, you learn lessons along the way, and uh, the things that are difficult make you stronger if you let them, instead of uh, let, letting them beat you down. And so you just kind of, you keep growing and learning and growing and learning and challenging yourself. I love, I, I'm not afraid to work. I'm not afraid to try something new. I'm not afraid to fail. Well, but to grow up with 110 brothers. I know, seriously, know, state of Utah. The only, the only girl, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That, that had to be something, didn't it? You, it was, yeah. You to, how do you hold your own? And you didn't, you didn't go out as part of the Osmond. No, family. I was solo. I was, uh, I, was, I was country. From what, from three? Twelve. <laughs> twelve. Twelve, okay. So you had, I guess, from three to twelve. Well, I performed <laughs> in Sweden, quiet. and I did Japanese commercials, and uh, I, always I was the novelty act, but not like a career. 
until I decided to go to Nashville. That's when I recorded Paper Roses. That was the beginning yeah. of you as a song. But you, brothers, the Osmond brothers would drag you on stage, wouldn't they? From <laughs> well, they drag me, but... Well, I don't know. <laughs> See, I'm trying to figure this. When a family grows up yeah. with the public watching them, which you guys did. Yeah. That was it. Did you feel at any time like you missed a childhood? Well, of course I did. I feel like I'm on the talk now. <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to ask you about your childhood. Said, no. <laughs> of course I did. I, there's no question I lost a childhood. But you can either sit there and be miserable about it, or you can say, what did I get blessed by missing it? I worked with the greats. I mean, Frank Sinatra. Sammy Davis Jr. taught me how to walk on a stage. Uh, you know, Bob Hope did all the USO tours, got to go to Saudi Arabia and entertain the troops. And um, I mean, I worked with it, the ladies were incredible. Groucho Marx. I've said this before. Dirty old man pinched my butt. <laughs> you know, I mean, we debuted uh, when we Donnie and I had a talk show. We did. Uh, we debuted Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Jessica Simpson. I mean, we've just kind of been involved in this this crazy, incredible world of generations of entertainers. And it's just uh it's really, it's honest. I just feel, I keep saying it, I feel so blessed. It's, well, it's been an interesting life. I'll say. <laughs> yeah. So what makes you, in terms of the talk, what makes you want to talk to people every day, to engage them in this? What, where does your curiosity about other people come from? I think this is the nicest show on television. Mm-hmm. I like it because... Um, there are five different people with five different opinions. Um, sometimes we might agree with each other. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But, but the great thing is that we all respect each other. When I would co-host it over the nine years that I've filled in different people's seats, mm-hmm. that's the one thing I noticed. And there's no politics. Uh, we don't want to divide our audience. We want our audience to be to have a place to come that's safe, that's funny, or a little tears, or just to catch you up on what's happening. Nobody can focus on social media that much and the news and everything else we can just catch you up really quick on those things and then there's like an inner dialogue that we create where you go hmm how do I feel about this you know I know that I hear this but how do I really feel and it's just a really fun female stop but we have a huge male audience too and also my gosh I've been in Vegas we're supposed to be there six weeks this is our 11th and final year that's that's five days a week but I'm done at midnight in Vegas. I'll be done at 12 noon it's a on the talk, thing, isn't which it? will give yeah. me more time with my, my family and doing other projects that well, I want to do. Why did you and Donnie decide after 11 years that you weren't going to do this? It's, I mean, <laughs> do you really, want the real story? Yes, the real story. Okay, so we, got, we said we'd go to 10. We just kept doing it because people would come from all over the world. It's, it's it a has, really successful and show. And we changed the show, so the, the show keeps living depending on what we're doing. But, and it's a fun, it really is a fun show. People come four generations. It's crazy. But um, we got to 10. Did you ever see the, uh, the movie Spinal Tap? I have. Yeah. I looked at Donnie on stage. He goes, this is our 10th year. And I looked at him and I said, let's go to 11 because it's one more. <laughs> and really, that's why it's 11. It do, that was it. It's that simple. That was it. <laughs> yeah. Well, because you grew up in this, in this world. So you've seen about everything there is to see. Pretty well, right? I guess. Yeah. You have. But when you <laughs> begin to become conscious of the fact that you're on stage, that there's an audience in front of you to do it. What was that first? Can you remember back to that time? Because you were so young. When I was first, when you were, when what I first were you went on, on stage? Andy Williams three. three. I remember. How can you remember? I remember the fitting. I have the dress in my dressing room framed. Um, 
I remember I loved the shoes. It was all about the clothes. But I remember... That hasn't changed. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember my dad lifting me up and putting me up on the stage, and I remember seeing the three red lights. And uh, But I was very shy. Like I said, I was very shy back then. And I believe I had a crush on Andy, too, because he was so handsome. And I loved it. His music was all through our house and uh, truly one of the great singers. So he was a star Andy? in your family. You knew at three that oh, somehow yes. he stood apart. Um, I just knew it was his show. I Honestly, if you were to say, did I think anything, I thought everybody did that. I thought that was a normal everybody family. Had their own show. <laughs> I did. did. And you, <laughs> Isn't it? It's odd. It's, I had an odd childhood. And you've yet to be disabused of that notion. <laughs> it's all um, happening. My son, I had him on stage at four, mm -hmm. and he's saying, um, all my exes live in Texas. Of course he would. George Strait song, and brought the house down. Damn. And And he kind of grew up thinking that was normal too, <laughs> poor thing. But he's now a hospital administrator. I told him to get a real job. <laughs> Real job, yeah. yeah. Not not in this world where there's always a light on you and you are. Well, it, it's a it's a challenging job only in the sense as you're continually marketing yourself. You have to con or or you're you're only as good as your last thing you did, and so it's really um, you have. It's like you never just are satisfied. You have a job. You have to look always to the next one, and so you have to have that kind of personality, or you disappear. What is it that you got from your parents? That What did they say to you? Because they put you in this world really <laughs> early. Really young. And did they say, here's how you should handle it? Do you know, it was really a fluke. My parents were not show business parents. Um, my two oldest brothers are deaf. And uh, my brothers just have this amazing harmony. I, I still today don't know anybody who can sing like them. And then when we did like our Christmas album, it's worth trying to find it because we have seven part harmonies on some of these songs. They're just amazing. Um, but the blend of the four original brothers was just crazy. And uh, they went down to, they'd make money because you had to keep changing the hearing aids as they grew and it was very expensive for my dad. And so they would do little shows here and there at barbershop, whatever. Well, they were down at Disneyland and my mom dressed them all alike because it was easier to buy a bolt of fabric, it was cheaper, and she made all their clothes. So they looked like a little quartet, and they sang on the streets of Disneyland. And there's a really fun movie called Disneyland After Dark. Anyway, Tommy Walker, who headed up the Dapper Dans in Disneyland, uh, took, him, took my brothers to him and said, hey, can we put you in a little movie? And my dad thought, oh, that would be great, and they paid him you know, pretty good, and he thought that could help buy hearing aids. And that's where Andy Williams' father saw them. And they reminded him of the Williams brothers. But, you know, they did one show and the male response was crazy. And he kept asking him back and my dad kept saying no, 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 no. Until the third time. And my, my father and my mother said, you know, let's just pray about it. And they just felt really good about it. And so my dad sold everything and we moved to California. Well, look at, we did everything. You, did, you made a movie with Donnie called Going Coconuts. Do we really need to talk well, about that? I had that? to bring it up. Because I might I'm have to punch critic. you for that one. Were, when I'd does Marie punched. get mad? No! Yeah. No, I'm wow. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. That's always the thing, but inside she's saying, 
It was called in other circles Aloha, Donnie and Marie. It, what, how did you know that? I know everything about movies. I think you do. But then you would do TV movies. You were acting. You were, I talked to you. You know, you all of the, the people who wrote that movie, they did a lot of the Monty Python stuff. And it was kind of um, before Monty Python got popular here. Mm -hmm. So it was a little corny, shticky. And um, for some reason, it, it holds up with the kids. <laughs> Every generation. No, we'll uh, never do you go force away. your children to watch? I, they have coconuts? never seen it. <laughs> no, kids, never. You need to really see. I don't this. think so. <laughs> so, what is it of all these things that you're enjoying the most? Now, because you've written three books. I really, you wrote a book about postpartum depression. Yeah. You know. Oh, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> but you did because it's just none of this figures. You couldn't predict your career if you tried. Nobody could say, no. this is the way, this is the trajectory for Marie. No. This is how it's going to be. No, there was none of that. And, and to be, I wrote that, I guess, again, because I, I have a, a compassion on women. Mm -hmm. Like I said, maybe it's because I was the only girl. But it was such a taboo subject. And when I went through it, I went into the doctor and he said, oh, you're just going through baby blues. And he they said, here's an antidepressant, which made me feel like a zombie. And, uh, and it wasn't taking away my terrible depression, and which was uh, severe postpartum. Mm -hmm. And then I, I ended up uh, knowing something was very wrong. Well, there were a lot of things wrong. I think out of the 14 signs, I had all but two. And, um, but nobody wrote about those things. One of the most tender things... Um, Going back just a little bit, my mom found me in a hotel room. She said, don't tell anybody, but I had it with the last child. And I started thinking, why did my mother never share this with me? It might have helped me. And then I told my mother about what I wanted to do. And she says, go ahead. I, you know, you go ahead and write about it if you think it'll help. But when we did the book signing, and I was actually here in New York City, um, and we would shut the stores down because people would line up to have that book signed. It was just never talked about. And well, that's a lady part came of to me with her husband, and she had tears in her eyes. She goes, thank you so much for writing this book. I said, well, you're so sweet. She goes, no, I wish you would have done it a year ago. Our daughter might still be here. And it's such a depression is depression is depression. I don't care if it's postpartum or whatever causes it. It feels the same. And I was always a very positive person. But uh, all of the skeletons came back from the closet after my one child. And I can tell you right now that if people say snap out of it or if they say, oh, mm -hmm. come on, you know, you're faking. You do not understand depression. It is a horrible, horrible thing. I literally couldn't get out of bed. I would get up, wash my face, walk into my closet to put some clothes on. I had no idea what to do and I went back to bed. Me, crazy, crazy me. I couldn't make one decision. It was nuts. Well, it is, but what you say about sharing that, I think is so crucial, even though it's so hard. Yeah. Because everybody's going through it. And Sharon, who was on the talk, I told her, I said, the fact that she has been so brave to share her life so publicly, she's helped so many people, all of the ladies. It's one of the reasons the talk was interesting to me, is because, um, look, my, my way may not be your way, but it might stir somebody to think, what is my way? Mm-hmm. And uh, to say, well, if they go through it, then I'm not, we're all the same. We're just all here experiencing this thing called life, however but we do so it. But so many people feel alone in the world. They do. And that's the thing, that when you see a show like The Talk, 
and all of you are doing that. You're not alone. You no. know, you're all kind I of boosting each other. I tell you, it's the best lunch date you can book. Just sit I'm going to do it one day, you know? you know, but it won't. You'll have to charge <laughs> me because it's a show. You don't have to do that. I have to uh, let social media ask you one question at least. Oh, it's, okay. I almost forgot. I was oh. just so taken oh, with everything. No. What you, Samantha T says your laugh is contagious. I hate Marie. my laugh. I listen what to sometimes. What do you do like, to stay happy all the time? You hate your laugh. I drink formaldehyde. It's really good. No. <laughs> See, she goes no, you know, but you could stay. Go with her first response. <laughs> yeah, right. Really, that one don't do that. because don't you'll no, die. No, you um, <laughs> do you know it's a choice? I really have learned one of my books. Um, laugh about it now. It's like you know, um, ta uh, tragedy plus time equals humor. So and and so the book was if you're going to laugh about something in the future, you might as well laugh about it now because mm. really time does that. You look back on things and go, that was just ridiculous, and and you start laughing how stupid it was or whatever it was. Really, just move ahead, and I'll, and just start laughing about life, and it helps. It's really not that serious, even when you think it's the worst it can possibly be. You can laugh. You laugh about it. You can it. laugh if you can yeah. finally get that going. Give well, yourself a break. I would think be music human. might be a part of it too, isn't it? It's been a part of your life for so long. Oh, I and never didn't have music. Do you sing to your kids? Oh, when they were little, <laughs> oh, when not, they were not little. anymore. Now they say no, don't do it. No, they do. I'm their mom. I'm just their mom. I don't even have awards in my house or anything. I don't want my grandchildren to know me that way. I just want them to know me as grandma, you know? That's grandma doing yeah. that. Well, I'm going to ask you, grandma, that this show <laughs> always ends in song, no matter who's on. Oh, really? Just a big piece of something that's there. Is this going to be the first time it's not? No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> Wow. Did you see his face? I did. What I went, makes you what mad? What an unprovoked personal what makes attack you when mad? people won't sing from it. <laughs> I just get really grumpy when that it. happens. I don't want you to see it. <laughs> <Okay>. I just, <laughs> look at it. See, look at that. It's like a little I'm boy. Kidding. I don't I want, want you it. to see I it. Have to, you must do it. I've sometimes had to beg, but you know, <laughs> people so always do it. Okay. Let's do. The first Whatever time I saw you on stage. It was in The Sound of Music. Okay. It was a long time I ago. I on a hill was a lonely goat <laughs> I had learned a yodel for that. <laughs> and that, you did it. Is that, does that pacify? No, it needs just a little bit more. That's, that's when I learned to sing legit soprano. <laughs> no. Or I could sing paper roses. Or I could sing I'm a little bit country. And a little bit rock and roll. We did it. <laughs> We did it. It's always that one. You know, you know what I got? I just thought you'd be more fresh than I that. Got, I wanted something else, and I got the Lonely Gothard. Nobody <laughs> that's been on this show has, has, done ever, the lonely go has ever well, done it. Well, who picks that song? Nobody would choose it. Thank you so much oh, for doing this. Oh, you are this. so cute. <laughs> you, honestly, Please. I have had so much fun doing this. <laughs> oh, good. And next time she will sing a complete song. Ole, ole, ole. No, not the Lonely Gothard. We don't want it. Thank you, Marie. <laughs> ole. <laughs> ole. Ole. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I've hurt myself now. <laughs> <laughs>